do people write letters anymore? Fold it up to impossibly fit into an envelope the first try and then mail off? Does anybody ever do that anymore? I don't think so. I guess why would you since we have texting and emails which have replaced even uh, talking nowadays where we have two people in a room texting each other instead of using their vocal cords. Anything to avoid eye contact and face-to-face conversation. Man, that can't be healthy. Well, Paul, previously Saul, wrote a bunch of letters in the New Testament to different churches and people. One was called, uh, one of the churches was called, uh, and the people, the Colossians, many moons ago. And don't get turned off by the names that were used back then in the day, like Colossians and Galatians, Corinthians and Thessalonians. They were just titles of the day, nothing to be afraid of, just like Californians and Georgians, Coloradans and Tennesseans. Same difference. Nowadays, you could even use uh, pervertians. Yeah, that would apply. Paul talks about having hope. He says, you heard of this hope through the message of truth. The gospel which has come to you has borne fruit and has continued to grow in your midst as it has everywhere in the world. Yeah, this is a universal project going on here, which is kind of amazing considering the fact that Jesus only ministered three to three and a half years. But look at the impact he's had for the last 2,000 years. Billions of people still talking about who he is, what he said, and what he did. Now, don't you think if he was a fraud, that that wouldn't be the case? People would have forgotten him in a heartbeat. But that's not happening. No, it's not. People who were eyewitnesses transferred the valuable knowledge and information to their families and to the next generation. Doesn't that tell you something? As opposed to people who come and go like the wind, who are forgotten the second they're put in the ground six feet under, the second they become a seven-course meal for bugs and worms. What was his name again? Paul talks about the results of a Christian's handiwork. He says, then you will lead a life worthy of the Lord and pleasing to him in every way. This word pleasing is interesting throughout the Bible, starting in Genesis. I've often asked, why is there a fish in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, unseen and unheard of, before it gets gobbled up by another? Why is there a planet a billion miles away, never seen by human beings? What is the purpose Well, it's because God's creation pleases him. Why do we do things that go unseen by other human beings or unappreciated by others? Why do we do that? Well, it's because God is pleased by our actions. We do things first and foremost to please God and then secondly to help others and ourselves. Even though we may not uh, get recognition down here on earth, but that's okay. Who cares? We'll get plenty of recognition directly from God at the end of times, which is absolutely the most important thing, don't you think? Paul says, you will multiply good works of every sort and grow in the knowledge of God. And good works and good deeds are important in every man's life, It is a reflection, byproduct, and manifestation of being born again. When God comes into our life, our old way of thinking and behaving is discontinued. We start thinking and doing things that would never have entered our mind before because we were overtaken with sin and darkness, a place where we could not see. But thankfully, that all changes as we get closer and closer to God Almighty and uh, His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the route we, we hopefully all take as soon as possible. Unlike the road Satan wants us to take, full of potholes and sinkholes, 
Oh, it may look convenient and pretty on the outside, but on the inside, it's nothing but a torrential downpour with with 95 mile per hour winds, with a whirlpool sucking you down deep into dark waters, with a 16 legged octopus ready to grab and squeeze you till your eyes pop out and the wax spits out of your ears. Some more than others. Maybe a little bit too graphic there. A little, a little too graphic of a description. Let's just say Satan pretends to act in your best interest, but in reality does the direct opposite. To harm and to kill you. And to definitely keep you out of Jesus' kingdom to come. Paul says, By the might of his glory, you will be endowed with the strength needed to stand fast, even to endure joyfully, whatever may come. And this is strength that we did not have before. Exactly like the apostles who were wishy-washy and weak, but when they got inspired by the Holy Spirit, all that disappeared, like a confused white rabbit in a badly aging magician's hat. The apostles became strong and unafraid as they continued in the footsteps of Jesus, and they were now able to, to joyfully endure. Or endure, or endure joyfully, whatever word you want to put first, doesn't really matter. The apostles then took on whatever came their way with this Holy Spirit within, good or bad, but in reality, everything is good as God makes all things work together for the good for those who love him. Yeah, every angle is covered by the Bible. Everything fits together like pieces of a puzzle. It's a beautiful thing. That's why the Bible is unlike any other book. It is a holy inspired work of art, a work of love, a work of life. Paul talking about God says, He rescued us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Through him we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. Again, Jesus is pivotal in God's plan for our life. And if you don't know him, you need to, because the wages of sin is death. And because we have adhered to our human nature and the temptations of Satan, we are destined for misery. The only way around that is to walk side by side with Jesus in order for us to be redeemed and forgiven. This is what's necessary to take place. This is the whole reason we breathe on this planet to forfeit and abandon a godless life in lieu of a life with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. This is what every life boils down to. You're either with God of the Bible or you're not. Nothing in between. And this is what gives us a purpose for being here once again. Otherwise, we're just wasting our time going around in circles, chasing our tail, whether it's a long fuzzy tail or a little stub of a tail that of a miniature schnauzer might have. Either way, yeah, that little tail of the miniature schnauzer, it, it looks like a finger. It's like the size of a finger, and it wags back and forth at light speed. Light speed? Is that a term? I'm missing a word in between there. But it really goes fast. It's like a big blur. Shaking that little rear end of him. Yeah, little miniature schnauzers. I used to have one. Why don't we ever celebrate Jesus with a parade instead of all the others? Like Halloween or St. Patrick's? I don't even know the guy. And what's worse is that the parades march right past my house. Hundreds of onlookers don't listen. So I have to yell, get off my lawn! Jesus is who we worship and glorify. He is the only one we should be exalting. He is the King of Kings we need to stop each day and recognize. Just like I recognize my wife. Martha, Martha, where are you? We're putting up an electric fence this year. And you know why? So paraders can get off my lawn and get on the phone to call Robert of Don't Bring Up God on WAEB 790 AM. Sunday mornings, 8 to 9. Get on the phone. Yeah, you definitely can call at 833-707-7900. That's toll-free, of course. 
707-7900. Paul says to the Colossians and to us, he says, you must hold fast to faith, be firmly grounded and steadfast in it, unshaken in the hope promised you by the gospel you have heard. Now, given the choice between living by faith or living by sight, which do we choose? Yes, we need to live by faith and not by sight, right? And once we do that, we begin to take advantage of all the promises promised to us by God. How can you go wrong with that? Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Because God's promises were spoken in order to help you, to help your family, your loved ones, your friends, and even strangers. It's a domino effect of kindness, consideration, and love. Saving our souls, ultimately, from that dastardly lake of fire and bringing us into a magnificent, fantastic paradise. And don't use the excuse that, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know the options and choices I had to make here on earth. Well, if you didn't know then, you certainly know now, right? Don't declare ignorance of the law and the message in order to get out of the consequences of your thoughts and actions, because it's not going to work. You ha- you've had ample opportunity to go God's way. Nobody wants to hear excuses or rationalizations. So if you're still in this way of the world rat race sponsored by Satan, then it's time for you to get out immediately. Don't be caught sleeping or drunk or high or distracted, distracted neck deep in some kind of vice. Because if you are chained down, continuing to be blind of the truth, then you will absolutely reap what you have sown. It's not like you haven't been cautioned or warned, like when the bartender cautions you that you've had too much and you should call it a night. But you say, no, 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 one more, which you, which you then drink right before you throw up on the guy next to you, where your half-digested buffalo wings now rest in the lap of your buddy Bill. I mean, your former buddy Bill. Now, Paul was and is a very important instrument of God. He spread the word of God to anybody who would listen. And it wasn't always convenient and safe for him to do so, as he many times got whipped and beaten with rods, left for dead, and imprisoned for his effort. But did that ever deter him and get him to rethink his actions? No, it didn't. He was only that much more persevering in the future. Because of, because of his many hardships from the past, he says, the book says, he says, either one, he says, even now I find my joy in the suffering I endure for you. Man, can we say that? Because in this society and way of the world run by Satan, we are conditioned to pamper ourselves as much as possible, to be as comfortable and safe as possible. And if something hinders that end, then we don't do it. We run for the hills in the opposite direction. How sad is that? We all have to change our attitudes and be willing to sacrifice for God to do his will. God never promised you a rose garden. In fact, he promised us a fight, a battle, and a war. Because true followers of God and Jesus are most of the times not welcomed. So things overall can get worse instead of better. The, uh, the prophet Jeremiah talked about how he was duped by God, getting lambasted and thrown in prison for obeying God. He even thought to himself that I'm not going to be a messenger of God anymore, but he couldn't do it because the fire of truth burned in him to the point where he had to release the message of God to spread the word and the life contained therein. Same with Elihu in Job. He was, he was keeping quiet and suppressing his opinion, mostly out of respect for his elders who had the floor at the time. But he said he was, he was ready to burst with what God was telling him to say, with what he was inspired to say. So what did he do? He held his ground and spoke the word of God, even though others may not have liked it. 
Elihu wasn't ashamed or frightened in any way. He was committed to the truth, letting the chips fall where they may. He didn't pretend to be a servant and messenger of God. He was one. All these guys of the Old Testament tapped into the power of of God's Spirit, who prompted them to say exactly what needed to be said. We're told in the Bible to not worry about what we say. It won't be you speaking. It will be the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's a great thing. And I'm happy about it every Sunday morning because I rely on the Holy Spirit to get me through. Because the last thing I want to do is unintentionally rationalize or mislead myself and others. Solomon in the Bible said the same basic thing, praying to God to clearly show him the truth so he wouldn't screw it up in the translation in any way. Like when Kramer was screwing up the translation from that lip reader on behalf of George, confusing sweep together with sleep together. Yeah, that was funny. So anybody in a position of spiritual leadership should be extra careful because these pastors, preachers, and ministers will be held to a much higher standard than your average Joe Schmo on the streets. They're in a position to help or hurt large groups of people. And if they callously and recklessly hurt, man, I wouldn't want to be them. Just like laymen like Fauci and the members of the CDC, the WHO, WHO, the FDA, and hospitals, doctors, and nurses for the last couple years who just turned their heads and backs when we needed them most, their decisions that have clearly hurt and killed people is nothing short of murder. What would you call it? How can anybody trust them anymore? Think about the last couple of visits you had with doctors. First of all, do they care? Or do they just do they just pretend to care? And do they ever come up with real solutions? Or do they just dole out more drugs of some kind that some people just resell on the streets for a tidy profit? I get the feeling doctors don't even want to get involved anymore. If you got some kind of real problem, they'll just send you to some specialist, hand you off like a baton in a relay. They just don't want to get sued. They're thinking, it's much safer to keep my hands clean, just to cover my ass, to stop dancing with people with real physical problems, because really, I don't know what I'm talking about. Their guess is as good as mine. Yeah with that stethoscope hung around their neck for decoration and that mask they wear. Because why? Well, because they're thieves. Paul of the New Testament, he says, and and again, let me just throw that number in, 833-707-7900. If you agree or disagree or want to bring up anything on your mind, good, bad, or indifferent, feel free. 833-707-7900. Paul of the New Testament, he says, For this I work and struggle. I'm impelled by that energy of his, which is so powerful a force within me. And that force he speaks about is the force and power of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know about the Holy Spirit, then you need to open up the Bible and tap in as soon as possible. Paul also says, in Christ, every treasure of wisdom and knowledge is hidden. So the more we walk with Jesus, do we get smarter? Well, the answer is yes. We ferment like a fine wine getting better with time. Or like a block of cheese that stinks the more you wait to eat it. Okay, I think that first example was better. Go with that one. So by all means, let's get educated by the Bible as we become more equipped to handle our business as we were not before. Because now the thoughts that come into your brain and the words that come out of your mouth become custom made by God because it certainly ain't gonna, it ain't coming up. You ain't coming up, I should say, 
with all these great ideas and pearls of wisdom. No, that's not what that's not what's going on. <laughs> that's just not going to happen. But it will happen now as a child of God because he now permits it. He instills all the good stuff inside us to spread like a fragrant perfume. And speaking of delicate things, my wife bought me for Christmas underwear. And I I grabbed a pair from the drawer and put it on. And it's like, what is this? The material and texture was that of of a woman's underwear, of woman's panties. Men's underwear shouldn't be like that. It should be it should have like a flannel feel. It could even be a little coarse and scratchy like a man, right? To me, this new underwear is trying to fem us all up once again. It's kind of fruity. What's next? A pad for older men to wear to absorb the urine drip after going to the bathroom? Yeah. All right. Let's get back to Paul before they throw me off the air here. He says, see to it that no one deceives you through any empty seductive philosophy that follows human traditions. Philosophy based on cosmic powers rather than on Christ. Anything not based on the Bible is all hocus pocus. You know that, right? It's all... It's all fresh, still-steaming crapola. I didn't say Crayola. I said crapola. There's a difference there. Now, half of the time, it's harmless if you follow human tradition of some kind, but don't relate it to the Bible as some people do or think it's just as important as the material in the book because it's not. Don't kid yourself, and don't let others kid you. There's not a fine line, but a thick line between the inspired Word of God and things made up on a whim by man. Big difference. One has to do with saving your very life and soul, and the other is designed to prop up and puff up man in one way or another. Which are you going to bite into? Paul says, What you have done is put aside your old self with its past deeds and put on a new man one who grows in knowledge as he is formed anew in the image of his creator. So if we all become a new man and a new woman, don't you think we're going to throw out that which was attached to us when we were that old person? God is all about the new, molding us and perfecting us into a work of art, which is 100% pleasing to God Almighty. And when that happens, we're at the ultimate of our existence, Nothing is better or higher on any level. Because at that point, we have God's loving fingerprints all over us, where we truly are a child of God made in His, made in his image after His likeness. You see, God knows what He's doing. How can He when He knows the past, present, and future? Martha, Martha, give me my toupee! And out of your dumb cat's mouth, before she starts humping it, animals don't belong in the house, I always say. Well, hi, my name is Fred, well, listener of the show, and I'm here to say we need more people to speak out on God's behalf. Like, don't bring up God. During Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 on WAB, we can't be scared to defend Jesus. We are God's witnesses on earth. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me for a moment. Martha, Martha, where are you? I asked you an hour ago to get me my teeth. I need my choppers. Where are my choppers? Okay, I'm back. Where was I? Oh yeah, if you believe in God of the Bible, then speak up! Scream from the rooftops so Satan and all his demons will shake. And in the meantime, call Robert and don't bring up God live. Live at 833-707-7900. So it's very easy as time passes for us to become more and more virtuous under the protection and direction of God. But Paul reminds us of the most important ingredient of all. He says, over all these virtues put on love, which binds the rest together and makes them perfect. As God tells us in the Bible, that without love, all our efforts to help ourselves and others is worthless. We need to have love. And that goes for God too, because he is all about love. 
Everything he does, whether it's performing miracles or allowing sorrow and pain, he does it because he loves us. Now, for some, that might be hard to understand and relate to, but it's the truth. Just like if parents don't care about their kids, they'll let them do anything, anytime. Who cares? But if the parents love their children, they will not have that attitude. That's why just as parents, God will punish and discipline when necessary. But it all comes from a place of love and wanting the best for another. And wherever love resides, peace is sure to follow. The book says, Christ's peace must reign in your hearts, since as members of the one body, you have been called to that peace. At the end of most of Paul's letters, he wishes that God's grace and peace be with you all. And I think today, peace is very elusive in our society. I don't see peace of mind in most of the people I encounter. Because most of the time, they have a thousand things on their mind, stretching them in every direction. Like stretching taffy from one inch to eight. Where just like the taffy, their nerves become very thin and touchy. Where the littlest thing can make them explode. Where they overreact like a lunatic. Where you look at the person and say, man, what did I say to set you off? Where, where you can say the sky is blue and cause a three-hour argument. How did that happen? So when you're in that type of war zone where you feel the need to yell and fight, just stop and think. Or better yet, just stop and say a prayer. Or maybe think of one of your go-to Bible verses that quickly gets you back on track. Remember when, remember when uh, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the desert? He used Bible verses to counteract him. And we need to do the same. Bible verses are like bullets in our gun. Use them as often as, as you can. Here's one right now. Whatever you do, whether in speech or in action, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks to God the Father through him. Hey, we got a call at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Go ahead. You're Morning, on the phone. Fo- you're on the you're on the line. Morning, Rob. It's Paul. What's up? Hey, I was just gonna say, um, our leaders are decepticons and liars, and they're also taking away a lot of our freedoms. You know, it's uh it's a shame that that people that know what's right and what's wrong and are still afraid to do it. And I'm talking about us. But uh I, I just it just makes me crazy when I see what's what's happening in the world. You know, I mean you look at what's happening with, with Trump and with people that are that are trying to put us back on track and it's it's just it's just a mockery is what it is. But uh, there again, Rob, it's time for us to wake up, show up and speak up. When we have the opportunity we should do it. And I'm talking to you people out there that are listening to Myself and listening to Rob, there's there's probably thousands. Let's hear what you got to say. Let's hear what you're doing to do things right. I mean, show up at your at your uh, township meetings, school board meetings. I do, and then let them know what's right, and, or, or help them to know what's right. And you know what? The only way we will find out is when we read God's word. And what does God say? Let God be true, and every man a liar. You know, it's. It's our responsibility. We have kids and grandkids. We have America to defend and step up for. Well, the word but of God I'm just will so definitely disappointed. Well, the word of God will definitely give us courage. But most people are comfortable hiding like a little squirrel in the trunk of a tree. They they don't want to make a move. They they haven't made a move all their life. How are they going to do it now? Well, you you know what, Rob, you're right. But what are they going to wait for? Are they going to wait until somebody cuts a tree down? It smashes to the ground and kills them. It's our future, our kids' future. What are we doing? Shame on us. We have got to become a little more bolder and step up and say, no, this is what God says. And you can see, when you don't follow God's Word, how things just deteriorate and fall apart. There are such a thing as as, uh, sins of admission, and if you can do something to help the cause 
and spread the word of God and stand up for what's right. And you don't do it, just so you know, that's a sin. Amen. Yeah, you can be held accountable for it. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for the call. All right, take care. Keep up. God bless. Thank you. See ya. We got another call at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Good morning, Robert. Hey, what's happening, Stu? Well, uh, I notice you're always talking about doing the right thing. They had your statement about the scripture saying about don't worry. And I have to kind of laugh at that statement because anybody that's cognizant and aware sees what's going on, uh, how could they not worry? How could they not worry? I think being concerned is different than being worried. You can be concerned and do your due diligence, but you you don't need to be worry, worried and full of anxiety and losing your mind over things. Okay, well, let's go along with that. Uh, Christ is in the garden, and he knows, he's aware uh, as to the history that's going to proceed. And uh, he... Uh, Emotionally, he was so worked up that he sweated blood. Um, you know, I mean, all sweated blood right now. Anybody that sees and knows and has the scales ripped off your eyes uh, that aren't totally blind um, knows what's coming at us. And if we don't take a stand, uh, we don't take actions. Uh, it's going to happen sooner. It's going to run over us like a freight train. Very nice uh, comeback with Je- very nice comeback with Jesus in the uh, garden. Uh, very, oh, yeah, yeah mean, that that very nice. But at the same time, once again, you can react emotionally, and 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 like a human does. But again, just over just understand the overall perspective of God's kingdom to come and the Jesus Jesus coming back a second time. That should give you some solace. Solace. Oh, it does. It does. But the thing is, is you know, it's an old statement about if you don't remember the past, uh, you're going to repeat it. And, uh, for instance, case in point, I walked into Dick's Sporting Goods yesterday, and I just happened to walk back where their sporting goods section is for guns. Well, every gun is gone, everything, even the ammo. And here's the thing about having the scales ripped off your eyes. Uh, the U.N. has had a plan, I believe it was since 1962-63, state publication 7222, series 5, for total and complete disarmament of this country. That means everything. And years ago, I picked this up at a John Birch Society meeting, with John McManus and Skip and different people that spoke. And I've always paid attention to that. And then I looked into the UN. Well, it's right in the UN, they have a satanic block. Uh, we've seen the genocide from the UN. We see how this UN is used with their troops. And uh, if Thick Sporting Goods is pulling all the guns out of their uh, sporting goods section in every store in the next couple months, how many other chains will be forced into doing this and basically making innocent people defenseless? You know, that's very interesting they, that you bring that up. I wonder how many other people notice that or, excuse me, or care about the fact that the guns are disappearing. Interesting. And, and they're doing well, it for a reason, like you say. There ain't no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, there's there's a reason coming, and I mean, you know me. I have had Black Hawk military helicopters buzz right over top of my property. I have seen uh, planes the size of airliners with four props flying low and slow. And any airborne person, anybody with a commodum of military intelligence can connect the dots here. Uh, they have already planned drop zones as far as i'm concerned yeah the powers that be they they operate in darkness and in the shadows where we don't notice 
as we go about our daily busy schedules of life. And they take full advantage of it. Thanks for well, the observation. What's I'm that? in the garden with Christ sweating bullets, my friend. Uh, and, uh... All right. No, I, I get your point. Uh, thank you for the observation. Keep them coming in the future. Thanks for the call. You bet, Robert. Hi, everybody. This is Fred once again. Trying my best to steer you straight. Straight into Jesus' open, caring, loving arms. You can trust me to give you the straight skinny. As long as I'm dry. Martha, Martha, give me my Depends. Unless you want me to use the couch. I'm not kidding, you better hurry. Well, whether I'm wet or dry, I always listen to Don't Bring Up God, airing every Sunday morning on WAB 790 AM from 8 to 9. This show is for believers and non-believers to express your point of view on whether or not you believe in God. Let's talk it out, hash it all out into the open, and you can start by calling Don't Bring Up God Live. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that... Is that him? Hey, mailman, don't you know how to use a pavement? Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! I like how Stu brings up the Bible and parallels it to what's going on today. That sweating in the garden by Jesus, sweating blood, great analogy there. The only thing I can say, or an additional thing I can say, is that the way I see it, without God... As a foundation in the Bible and Jesus, I can see somebody sweating bullets 24-7 every day and never ending. But with God of the Bible and and what it instructs us to do and how it educates us on what's to come, I can see somebody with the Bible sweating bullets for a time and then getting back to the peace within. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's not an endless frantic screaming out the window thing when you got God on your side. It just can't be. So that's the advantage is that's the advantage of having faith where yeah, you're going to react for a time and then right get back right down to peace and and rely on all the promises to come that God talks about and the protection and direction that he also talks about. So good point once again, Stu. If anybody wants a call and add to that in any way, or detract, the phone number is 833-707-7900. Reading about judgment the other day, when we get called on the carpet and held liable for our decisions and behavior, some of us think we ourselves are judge and jury, judging God and others. The book says, by your judgment, you convict yourself, since you do the very same things. Yeah, don't you love these people that project their problems and sickness onto others? Yeah, I just sit back and listen sometimes as one person is accusing another of something. Oh, yeah, they just keep going on and on and on. As I'm saying to myself, yo, aren't you describing yourself to a T? Because your accusations on another is exactly what you do nonstop. How can you be that blind and not see it? Blind as a bat, I mean a baseball bat that can't even see in the dark. No radar. And I don't mean radar from the TV series MASH. And I don't mean MASH like mashed potatoes. I guess I can go on like this forever, huh? Let's move on. So this is a mechanism in human beings that if you have issues... You will absolutely expose yourself by putting those same issues on another. And most of the time, you don't even know you're doing it. If you continue to point the finger at others when that finger should be pointing back at you, you're not going to get anywhere. You, you may do that, you may do that uh, your whole entire life until the very end, pointing the finger. When Jesus himself at that time is standing in front of you, who now is accusing you of the truth. But by that time, it might be too late uh, to do anything about it. The book says, Do you presume on God's kindness and forbearance? Do you not know that God's kindness is an invitation to you to repent? God's kindness, care, and love is always there for us, especially in Jesus. 
showing it to us as one human being to another, even though he was still God. Jesus led by his example in order for us to be convinced that that is the way to go. That yes, we should imitate Jesus and follow in his footsteps. But don't ever make the mistake uh, and mistake God's uh, kindness for weakness. Because just as some will be awakened, uh, or rather awarded with paradise, others will be rewarded with God's wrath with the lake of fire. That's what true, honest... uh, This word is always funny. And I didn't. I had to look it up a couple times before I understood it. But that's what true, honest recompense looks like. Recompense. What a word that is. It's called justice. Your impenitent heart, the book says, is storing up retribution for that day of wrath when the just judgment of God will be revealed, when he will repay every man for what he has done. So don't be misguided all your life to the point where you sin and think nothing of it. Because again, there's going to be consequences. The sheep will be on one side and the goats on the other. One side will be smiling and the other side will not. Listen to this verse driving that point home. The book says, Eternal life to those who strive for glory, honor, and immortality by patiently doing right, wrath and fury to those who selfishly disobey the truth and obey wickedness. Quite clear, don't you think? And now, I guess it's my weekly time to mention a tidbit about Israel since they're still in the news. Just a little factual history for everybody which is to say that God made covenants with his people, sometimes conditionally or unconditionally. And most people believe that the covenant he made with Abraham was unconditional. It was a one-way promise. The book says, It was on that occasion that the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land. Now this land God was talking about was the land of Canaan, which is now the Middle East Israel area. But even if this promise does hold today, it states that the land was given to Abraham's Abram, who he was called Abram in the beginning there. Uh, It says that the land was given to Abram or Abraham's descendants. Now, who are the descendants? Listen closely. The book says, each one of you is a son of God because of your faith in Christ Jesus. There's a, there does not exist among you, Jew or Greek, slave or free man, male or female. All are one in Christ Jesus. Furthermore, if you belong to Christ, you are the descendants of Abraham, which means you inherit all that was promised. So don't tell me That one group of people is better and more entitled than another. God plays no favorites. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Enough said. Here's another phrase like, enough said. And that is, when somebody starts off by saying, with all due respect, you ever notice that that phrase is always followed by something disrespectful? It's like when a football player says he's not going to make any excuses for his bad play and then proceeds to talk about his sprained ankle and torn rotator cuff. It's just funny to me how people say one thing and do another. But once again, that's part of our flawed, vulnerable, weak human nature with all due respect. Hey, I guess we have uh, time for me to rattle off one of these poems from the book, Don't Bring Up God, you can read that free. It's on the site, pavlinskypoems.com. Also, this, the podcast is on there. There's a button. All you got to do is press it. For the poems and the guidance, all, all you need to do is press the button that says God Speaks to You. So that's pavlinskypoems.com. 
All right, we got a call, but I'm going to I'm going to get this in before I go to the caller. How's that? And this is called uh let's see here. Faith not sight. How many times in the Bible does it say live by faith not by sight? Okay. Eye has not seen nor ear heard what God has in store for those who love him. We cannot predict or see it coming with our intelligence, feelings or with an idea on a whim. So when we see absolutely nothing on the horizon, why do we panic and give up? We don't need to see, comprehend, and validate to have God's grace and mercy runneth over our cup. Stay the course and don't waver through hard and crushing times. These things happen to make you stronger as your degree of belief climbs. God is molding you and preparing you for his glory now and forever as heaven is our end game. Believe in God's promises no matter what you see. Live by faith, not sight. God will remember your name. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, we got three calls. Let's get them quick. Who's this? Hey, morning. It's Joe. All right. Let's go. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned about Jesus uh, still having influence today. He was only, uh, you know, in his earthly ministry a few years and all that. And you know what? That's the summation. And... The uh, the central message of the Bible, it's all about Jesus, how he fulfilled over 300 prophecies with his first coming incarnation, even though he's eternally God from the past. And he was named Jesus because the name Jesus means God the Savior. He will save his people from their sins. So we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. He told us all this stuff was going to happen. He told us the end from the beginning, how it's going to go down. So we shouldn't be surprised, really, to see all this evil growing and growing in this new world order forming. He told us it was going to happen. And we the need a is, Savior, and we all need a Savior, whether you believe that or not. Got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Yeah. We got another call. Who's this? Hello? Go ahead. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Robert, hey. I just wanted to tell you, I was listening to you talking about uh, love, and in our society today, uh, we hear a lot about love, 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 love. Well, truth never takes a back seat to love. Love is expressed when truth is told. That's a principle. Well, they work hand in hand. Uh, love. If you're, if you're, if you love somebody and you're full of love, you're going to speak the truth. You're not going to lie like godless people will. Well, we hear a lot of that today with using the term love, but they're not telling them the truth, so it's not expressed. Yeah, it's not love. It's it's a lie. Don't 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 think you just don't think because you love somebody you have to lie to them or little white lies no you're right. lying stop it tell them the truth got to let you go Sorry. thanks for the point okay take care Bye. we got another call Who's love, love, love. hello what's hello up? this is Tom. good morning brother robert what's up hey uh what's up my quick point is um i just looked up why the ceo of um band uh, got rid of the guns from dick sporting's good it says that he felt bad because he listened to the protesters, anti-gun protesters. And what I was going to say, you know, he's not looking at it in the truth because they talk about more uh, stricter gun laws and checking people to make sure they're not, you know, wanted for anything. And, you know, I guess that doesn't, isn't really going to work, is it? And also, uh, should we get rid of uh, alcohol and guns, if you know what I'm saying, because of the results in society? I mean, uh, alcohol... And uh, cars, because of the results of people drinking and driving drunk. But we don't get rid of cars and alcohol, right? That dude that said, no more guns at Dick's, I believe, was told to do so. I don't think, yeah, he, yeah, made that. I don't think he made that decision. I think he was told by the powers that be, and he had no choice. Yeah, okay, that's a good point, Robert. Yes, brother. Okay, I mean, I I mean look around. Say. I mean, look around, including the president, especially the president. You, you honestly think that Biden uh, makes the decisions on his own. He's totally told what to say. He reads off speeches to the best of his ability. Who writes the speeches? And who's, who That's tells right. the speechwriters what to, what to write and what to put in there? Yes, I agree with you 100%. Yep, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yep. People have to know the truth. They have to find out, look into it, and find out 
what we have, why do we have what we have, and what are we losing? Yes, I agree. What are we losing our liberties? And we can't be blind and naive thinking, oh, we're a nice person. I can't see that person being so evil. You know, they project their niceness on another. That's another trap the devil uses. That's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's right. There you go. (laughs) I cannot say that. I have to agree with you 100%. All right. There you go. Anything else real quick? No, I just wanted to bring that point up because maybe because I think a lot of people don't they don't they put things in at a priority too. That's why I said I just read what he they said he said. Okay. But any case, people have to see the truth. They have to find out. All right. right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. You too. That's it. That's the music. Uh, Everybody knows what that means. All right then. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. WAEB, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.